How are designers like us supposed to know where to begin every project? What questions to ask, selecting materials, how to spec processes, how to be sustainable? If you're asking these questions, this show's the answer. Today we're talking about packaging proposals and really how do you set up a proposal when you're going to work on packaging design? doesn't matter if you're just starting up, if you're freelancing, or if you're an established agency. When you're talking about packaging design and you're trying to communicate to somebody that's about to sign on the dotted line and pay you money for packaging design, they need to know what the deliverables are and what the steps of that particular process are going to entail. So first off, we kick off with a discovery phase, right? Typically, you're going to work through a discovery phase. You know, what are you going to discover? You're going to go through what this brand is, what this product is, getting all the parameters in place. Because when you're designing, you really want to make sure that you've got all of your parameters set in motion. The tighter your parameters, the better your design. So when you're setting up these parameters, it's really to make sure that you're able to communicate that brand's message while you're weaving in and out of those limitations, what those parameters are. Now, what do I mean by parameters? Parameters can be anything from budget. If they've only got a dollar to spend and you're doing a thousand boxes, you know, that's a thousand bucks. It's not a lot for packaging. So what can you design for a thousand dollars? What can you design that's going to hit that thousand dollar mark? It's not going to be a rigid box. It's not going to be, you know, all of these different bells and whistles. So you got to find out what that is. You also got to figure out what, you know, what kind of a timeline they're, they're working through. Is it a, super tight timeline, because then that's also going to determine what processes you can use, what material you can import, what material you can uh, design on. Those are the things that that really matter. And then quantity. Quantity is another parameter that really matters. And we all, you know, a lot of times designers tend to skip that part. And the reason for that is... All right, packaging peeps, I've got a special message from our sponsor, idpdirect.com. If you want a more transparent supply chain and color consistency across your entire retail packaging program... Check out idpdirect.com. Not only do they make some of the most beautiful luxury retail packaging around the world, they're factory direct, meaning you speak directly with a factory making your packaging, not a middleman. Check out idpdirect.com and schedule a consultation anywhere in the world near you. idpdirect.com. If you're a designer only, you're focusing on what that visual is going to be, what that experience is going to be, but it's really limited by how much willing to spend and how many they're willing to buy because a lot of manufacturers won't kick on their machines for less than 50,000 you know some of them have a 10,000 MOQ there's all these different minimums that are required and somebody that's going to turn on a machine for a thousand boxes is different than somebody's going to to turn on a machine for 50 and by different I mean they've got different printing capabilities they've got different post-production capabilities so you have to really establish those the other parameters you want to go into are you know, what kind of fulfillment process are they using? Is it a manual fulfillment process? Is it an automated fulfillment process? Is it a hybrid model? Like, what is that? And they've got to know what that is up front because you're designing for a particular fulfillment process. If you create a box that is, works really well for an, a hand assembly method where they're taking the product, placing it in the insert, placing it in the box, closing it, sealing it, moving along, then great. But if you've designed that pack for a hand assembly method, and they're doing it on a machine, that doesn't translate. And by not translating, it means they're going to have to now pay twice as much, three times as much to have somebody hand assemble this item when they should have saved a lot more money on the automated process. And so those things really matter. Also, what are fulfillment timelines? 
how long does it take to fulfill that product? You know, what are they expecting it to fulfill in, in three weeks, four weeks, two weeks? What is that timeline? And why that matters to your packaging design is it doesn't necessarily affect the design, but it affects your timeline. You know, did you think you had four weeks to design a pack? But given that they're launching in six weeks and it's gonna take four weeks to actually fulfill this product, now you you know, now you've only got two weeks left. Making sure that you understand what the timelines are and where you fit within the timeline. Because you don't dictate the timeline. Launch date does. You've got to work backwards from that. Also, where are these locations? You know, where are these products located? Where are they being manufactured? Where's the packaging being manufactured? Where's the fulfillment location? All those different places never happens that your packaging is produced, your product is produced, it's fulfilled and distributed from the same area. It, it never happens that way. And why this is important is because you want to make sure that you're designing for production, wherever your factory is, wherever your production facility is, whatever their capabilities are. You've got to also understand that it's going to take time from that location to your fulfillment center, then to the distribution center. How that timing impacts your project is because you can take too long on the design side. And now all of a sudden, instead of ocean freighting something, you've got to air freight it. And ocean freight is extremely expensive at the moment. It's like $20,000 a container. But if you're shipping something for $20,000 and now you've got to air freight it for $40,000, you've just eaten into, into margins pretty heavily because of not taking into account timelines. So anytime you're kicking off a project, you know, you're going to have different phases. You're going to have your discovery phase, your concept phase, your you know, render prototype phase, you know, all these different phases that happen. But your discovery phase is the most important that happens because it's going to dictate everything else. Set up your parameters for concept. And what that means is, what's the product environment? You know, is it going to be on shelf? Is it e-commerce? That matters because if it's e-commerce, you don't have to communicate as much as if it's on shelf. And the reason is, if it's on shelf, you're competing against everybody else. E-commerce, it's really the website that's doing all the heavy lifting. And typically, you don't even need to show the packaging when you're selling something for e-com because nobody cares about the packaging at that stage. They care about the product. So don't focus so much on displaying all the information on the packaging if it's e-com only. You know, how's the product can be used? What are the goals? You know, what, it, what does it achieve? What problems do it, does it solve? That information is important because you want to communicate that somewhere on the packaging. Right? That's how you start gathering what, what data needs to go on there. What the product's fragility is, it, what kind of coatings are on the product, you know, will it scuff if you're using a PVC insert, if you're using a PET insert, if you're using a molded fiber insert, you know, all those different things. What are the touch-offs on the, on the product? Do you need to add a piece of foam in there? Do you need to add some type of a protective wrap on the, on the product in order to avoid any type of scuffing and scratching that happens in transit? Who's the brand's target audience? You know, what, what's their sex? What's their age? What are the three competitors in that space? You know, what's the product's target audience? So, you know, sex, age, how do they define benefits from the product? Who are the top three competitors in this area? You want to see what they're doing so that you either don't do it, so that you don't come off as a me too brand, or see what they're doing well and what they're doing poorly. And, you know, how can you improve what they're doing well and avoid those areas that they're doing poorly on? Uh, or completely go the opposite direction, right? There's a great book called Zag. Highly recommend it. It just kind of shows you how to take a completely different approach from what everybody else is doing to stand out. And then you become the leader in that space. People begin to follow you for that reason. Also, you know, does your product, does it require legal copy? If it does, I'm not a lawyer, so I've got to hire somebody to do this. You know, same for you. If you're designing, you're probably not a lawyer either. You got to make sure that you're getting the right legal team in place to make sure that your uh, all your warnings are in place, all of your 
display information is on there. Anything that has to be on there legally, depending on where you're shipping to and where this product is retailing at, has to be on there. And it makes a huge difference because it can cost the brand hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines if it's done incorrectly. And you don't want to be on the hook for that. Sustainability. How important is sustainability to the brand? These are things you want to, again, in the discovery phase. Got to, you got to know all this information up front because sustainability is going to limit what production capabilities you're able to use. You know, are you able to laminate over a paperboard? Not if you're trying to be sustainable. You know, are you able to do a full mile hour wrap on, on a shopping bag? Not if you're trying to be sustainable, right? These are all the different things that matter. And then, you know, what does sustainability mean to that brand? Because a lot of times sustainability means something completely different to every single brand. You got to identify what that is so you can incorporate that into your package design. Uh, and again, you know, these are all the things that you want to do in your discovery phase. And there's multiple processes here. What we're going to do is we're going to break down each one of these. Uh, so today we talked about discovery. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the next phase and then the following phase. And I think it's just really important, again, to set your parameters up so that you can design within them. Make sure that your customer completely understands what it is that you're doing. And when you're putting together these phases, you know, phase one is discovery. Well, what does that mean? Go through a list of questions. Have your like, top 15 questions that you ask. Put that in your proposal. Put that in that in that document. You know, this is what we're going to go through. This is you know this is what you're responsible for. This is what I'm responsible for. Make sure that you set up responsibilities. You know who's responsible for what, and that they're agreeing to this. Because again, they're going to sign on this document saying this is what I'm agreeing to. And if you don't have something in here, nobody's agreeing to it, right? So if you don't have a responsibility laid out for yourself, and they sign on this. And all of a sudden they're saying, hey, this needs to be done. Who's responsible for it? You're going to be responsible for it since you're doing the work. So make sure you outline everything, parameters, brand development, structural packaging, visual packaging, you know, sampling, all the things that happen in this discovery phase, what your deliverables are. Mine are typically going to be mood boards um, in terms of here's the direction for visual, here's a general direction for structure, here's direction for user experience. And those three boards come together to create a really clear picture of where we're going with this thing, where this project is going to take us. And that allows the, the client to come back and say, you know what, this doesn't make sense from a branding perspective. We don't like what's done in, this, in these images that you've included in this mood board. So you take them out, you replace them with something else, but it gives your client a starting point to have a conversation with you about design, about structure. You know, this isn't their, this isn't, this isn't their niche. This isn't what they do. They're developing product. They're a packaging buyer. They're whatever it is that they do within this company that they're working for, but it's not typically going to be designed. So having visual boards as part of your discovery phase is critical and allows them to either agree or disagree with the direction you think this project can go. You let them have that ability to make changes so that they can refine it. Once you show them something, they can say they either like it or they don't. And it gives them the power to be able to talk to you in a design language. So again, we're going to talk about proposals. We're going to talk about all the different phases in the packaging, in a packaging program to kick this thing off. We're only talking about discovery today. If you've got any questions, please leave me a voicemail on the website. Reach out to me with any questions at all. I'm happy to answer them. Follow me on LinkedIn. And I look forward to talking to you about phase two. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us on the show. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to The Packaging Podcast. That way, you can get an insightful podcast every day. The Packaging Podcast is hosted by me, Evelio Matos. If you enjoyed the show, 
pay it forward by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. It'll help grow the show and support our growing audience. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk soon.